0: and welcome to the Fontanelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. A Monday is upon us, so we're going to take a look at what's happening in the in the markets. Obviously, first we're going to start with livestock, because Brad Coima is joining us with Coima and Meg in Sioux Center, Iowa. Let's look at this uh, cattle market. Uh, got to see a move to the higher. You would kind of thought maybe we would have seen a, a mixed to lower type of trade when you looked at how things started today.
1: Well, I was a little worried. I thought that, uh, thanks for having me on again, by the way, Susan. It's always enjoyable for me. Um, I... I thought that there might have been just a little bit of disappointment on the you know the way the cash ended up performing Friday afternoon. Uh, I mean, while it was still a little higher, you know, mostly 125 uh, in the south, which was generally a dollar higher. Um, I, I think that there were some, and, and honestly, me included, that thought maybe we were going to have even a little more, you know, a, a little more. Sexy, you know than that. I thought maybe we had a shot at maybe being closer to 26, but um, you know We've got the basis stretched out now about far enough with February cattle 127.82, and at the last cash at 25 You know, so we do need to probably see this cash market perform, but a pretty good day today It's no secret what the cash is. Uh, I I think that the north, uh, you know, traded generally cattle uh, up here, anyway, 200 in the meet, 24, 124 to 5. There was that one isolated deal there in central Iowa uh, that went to a major there in Illinois at 127. Uh, so it feels like the north, particularly, is maybe getting just a little snugger, and maybe we're getting about through this whole, uh we didn't have very many yearlings to begin with, but it feels to me like we're getting kind of through the bulk of the yearlings up here in the north.
0: Well, you look at this cash market, and as always, we see a market that waits until a Friday late to do any sort of trading you call it kind of okay but did see a few cattle at 127 so maybe there's some optimistic hope
1: for sure i I, and i think you know part of the problem here has been and i'm a cattle feeder all right you know so some of the issues here you've got you've got a packer that doesn't want to buy the cattle live because he doesn't know how dirty they are how they're going to yield right the weather has been uh you know basically the weather's been a factor for going on a year Um you know probably the the sensitivity was uh... you know started already back there in april with all those snowstorms we had an unusually wet summer You've had a fall and winter in the south, particularly in areas like Kansas, that have been, you know, almost near record in terms of the, in terms of the moisture, um, and 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 so so you're dealing with that every day, uh, I, and I think you got a seller that's reluctant. i on like, well, what if I sell cattle and the packer decides to pick them up and it's 40 below wind chill? We had some of that around here too, of course, you know. So uh, the weather has played a certain role both for the buyer and the seller, uh, no question. And and I, and I guess you know, on the weather topic, you know, so we had a bit of weather here the last couple of days. There's another bit of a weather system that's uh, coming uh, forecast. But I, I think that I wondered, because a lot of the people I talked to were talking uh, a lot about weather today. Um, and it's funny what hat you have to wear. Um you know, when you're just a commodity broker, right? So now we're supposed to know what the super low out there is by Hawaii and where that's gonna go and how much moisture that's gonna mean for Kansas. I'm I'm not making this up. You know, there there there's the long term ten to fourteen day out there. Some of the guys are are reading the tea leaves of the weather map and are suggesting that it looks like there's a chance here at at, at maybe some potentially a pretty significant system to track through part of the uh plain. So let's keep an eye on that. Uh, that'll be uh, obviously a factor if it happens.
0: You know, this has been quite the um, interesting winter for, for raising cattle because you've got areas of Kansas and Nebraska that have got nothing but freezing rain or just cold, windy weather. Then you get moving more towards your direction into Minnesota, Wisconsin, and they just get plummeted with snow and, and cold weather.
1: It's been one for the record books, almost. You know, we we um, we do keep some data uh, on some of this stuff, and like this area, the heavy feeding area of Kansas, is that I've been you know drilling down on the southwest and south central part of Kansas, where a bulk of those big feed yards are. Um, waiting to get the last of the data for the last week of January, but this is going to be either the the wettest, or it's all, it is certainly already the second wettest in 50 years. Okay, in 50. Years. Um, that's the period from October through the end of January, um, and, and they're not used to it, you know. Um, and uh, you know they don't, you know, like where I feed, we get it. We got windbreaks. We make a lot of, uh, of bedding. Uh, you know, we, we we scrape. We, you know, I mean, we're, we we deal with winter, and we're more familiar and accustomed to uh, there. They are not at all. So.
0: You look at the demand, though, and I, I want to look at the demand from that consumer perspective. As this cold front continues to move all the way across the U.S., we've got to be seeing a slowdown of, of procurement across that meat counter.
1: And do you bring up a good question, Susan? And yet the the, the thing that's been a bit uh, remarkable here is that uh, demand has continued to, be, to exceed expectations at least. Now good this deal. would be the time of year where you'd probably see a little bit of a, a downtick. Typically, you know, a week before... Rule of thumb, for those of the youngsters out there, rule of thumb, uh, up until a week ahead of the Super Bowl, you can expect pretty good, generally pretty good demand news, and then after it's that, it slows down, okay? You get on the backside of Valentine's Day, and people are, I don't know, it's too cold to grill as their excuse, or it's too boring to go out I don't know, you know, there there just seems to be a certain amount of that. So that's part of it. Um, But what I've seen, and yes, it's been horrible on the East Coast where all the population is at different times, but... Generally speaking, I continue to be told that the, the the demand generally feels like it's been good. The movement of beef has been good. The export news has been, as of last week, has been uh, very very good. Um, so, I you know I'm I'm putting a check mark in the demand's okay, right? So that's where I'm at.
0: Let's start looking at the hogs before we head to to commercial break. Uh, looking at them, I mean, April contracts. That's that's the hot one to watch.
1: Where the open interest, where the you know that's the, that's the one you want to care about. Now April, it's been a long time since I've had anything hopeful to give the the, the hog guy. So let's give it to him today, huh? They could use it. What a wreck this market has been here since uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, April got down and, and right against the contract low today. Uh, Mac, matter of fact, uh, within seven cents of it. Held and then managed to close with a high range and a higher close. So you got a reversal up. Uh, The first, finally, in June, is an outside day reversal up, okay? We haven't done anything in terms of, uh, you know, taking on moving averages or anything like that. The only thing that you've got here is you finally have a technical reason to have some hope.
0: We've got more of the Fontanelle Final Bell coming up after this on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield with this Monday report. We're getting to talk with Brad Coima of Koym and in Sioux Center, Iowa. We were talking about the hogs. I mean, you had some positive things to say about the hogs, especially when we look at the April contract, which is good news for those pork producers. But we know darn well they're watching what's been happening with ASF as it continues to spread, not only in China, but to other countries.
1: There's no question, and uh, I was just trying to think out loud here a little bit that. I- the Last time you and I talked, what the last uh, I, you know I, I would guess that there's at least one, maybe two countries that have tested positive now with ASF uh, since the last time you and I visited. You know, it, it's a it's an issue that they don't have their arms around. It's it's expanding, not getting better. Um, the whole matter of the ASF thing, unfortunately, is is you know, can we go ahead and what is life before? or after and what i guess what i'm saying there are we going to get it in the united states or not uh... certainly hopefully not but uh... the way this thing seems to be such a hot virus um, you know you got to be worried about it Um so I, and i think that that's part of the problem with the long speculator and the hog thing too you know it's like okay so if we don't get it eventually it's going to be bullish because they're going to have to buy pork being china from someone and that'll be us most likely, uh, but if we get it and lose our ability to export it, don't forget 20% of our pork gets exported. So it's uh, it, th- th- this is no easy nut to crack. Uh, I, you know, the market is, but after this big a break, I would like to think that we've got more above us than below
0: us. Are we going to continue to see this China-driven market, though, for the hogs?
1: Uh, without a doubt. Um, uh, I I, I think unless we get some resolution where at least we feel like we're going back to something that's a bit normal, more normal, um, I'm afraid it'll be part of our market until we get through it.
0: We'll head over to the uh, happenings of the grain side of the trade with you. We talked corn. It's gotten some reactions to last week's report and it just continues to be digested today.
1: Well, I'm just I'm disappointed. Uh, the, the the corn market, particularly you know, beans, have got some tough fundamentals that like we've talked about before in terms of you know supply, both here and in the world. The the corn thing, on the other hand, I I thought maybe we were trying to you know uh, to, to move ourselves a little bit more toward understanding just how good the demand has been, and, and also I thought all along that there was a chance that this crop was was overstated from this last crop year that we were going to see that the, the the overall crop size shrink. And so that's what they did by a bushel and a half, no less, on the yield to below last year's yield. Um, and yet we got this oh, we just raised the carryout, so never mind. Um, I don't know. I, I, I cannot get inspired to be bearish either one of these row crops, not down here. Um, it's the middle of February. I think the market, the next thing the market's going to think about, Susan, is okay, so that's old news, that's last year, now what? uh... there is a very very strong seasonal for the market to improve going to between the tenth of april and the tenth of may uh... The incentive to plant rally especially and particularly in the corn market it seems to me that um, could we maybe have a oh no it's too wet <laughs> to get planted on time Um i it certainly wouldn't surprise me around here you know here if you were up in this part of the world you'd see basically frozen you know i mean there, there's water a lot of water uh, we went in super wet into the fall. Uh, it just seems to me that there's a chance here that at some point the trader might worry that it's it's uh, going to have a late spring.
0: So, is now the time to buy corn?
1: If you're a long, uh, an end user, cattle feeder, um, yeah, you know, yes. Uh, this is the low, right against the, the bottom of the you know the low side of the trading range again here for the last couple of months. Um, you know, within a nickel of the low for about the last three months. Uh, uh, the market. You know, don't get complacent, I guess, would be my uh, encouragement. You know, it's been sideways for so long. People go, well, I guess it'll always be here. Well, it, it won't. You know, something will happen to change the market. So, yes, as an end user, I, I would be dialed in on wanting to use or get some stuff covered here.
0: Curious what your thoughts are on soybeans.
1: Well, I wish I could give you the rosy, you know, it's going to get better picture. It's a little harder to come by on the beans. Um, Yeah, globally we got a lot of it. Uh, Locally we got a lot of it. Uh, You got a heavy feeling soybean meal market, Um, but even at that, you know, the the market abhors uh, sideways. So, I I would still think that moving forward here, to me, I would rather you know draw some trend lines underneath the thing. Anybody's got a chart should be able to see we're kind of. Sideways to higher, at the very least, and now we're back toward the bottom side of that support range again. Uh, so, you know, if you're selling some cash beans here, maybe this is the time you replace them with something, call options or futures. I would hate to give up an abandoned ship down here at these at these values.
0: And obviously, sitting here waiting for some sort of reaction out of these China-U.S. negotiations, would sound like are maybe off again.
1: Well, I know it, but what what else is bad? What what else is left to talk about mm-hmm. negatively? You know, I I guess I'd like to think that ultimately sometime maybe there'll be a little hope coming out of one of those negotiations, and and that might help us as well.
0: Well, that would work. Brad, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you?
1: 800-358-3047. We'd love to talk to you. Thanks, Susan.
0: Thanks so much, Brad Coima. Brad Coima joining us with Coima and KMIG. He is out of Sioux Center, Iowa. For this Fontenelle Final Bell this afternoon. You can find it on a podcast later on today through ruralradio.com and krvn.com. Thanks to Fontenelle and all the local Fontenelle dealers again for your sponsorship as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.